Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson, and today we're talking about rider sponsorship. If you're a rider that's been thinking about getting sponsorship and taking the next step into asking brands if they can provide products and sponsorship for you as you're going up the ranks, or if you're a brand that might be looking for a new rider to sponsor, then Rhea Freeman gives us lots of advice and a strategy on looking for sponsors and looking for sponsorship. This is Horse Hour. I'd like to welcome Rhea Freeman, who's an expert in rider sponsorship. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, is how you can get sponsorship if you're trying to make it up the ranks as a rider. How are you, Rhea? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm really well, thank you. You've been in the industry a long, long time. Um, you are a, and I say long, long time, but that, does, that makes us feel old, doesn't it? But it means that you're yeah. experienced. Exactly. So if you say I've been in a year, which is not the case at all, it, it makes me sound much younger, but inexperienced. So yeah, let's go a long, long time, which is, is, <laughs> is technically correct. <laughs> and you were a riding instructor. So you understand what it's like to be a rider, to have to deal with horses and, uh, and trying to coach youngsters as well. Um, the hard thing, I think, when you're trying to make it up the ranks, I say, is money. You know, we struggle with money. Most of us have to work full time to be able to pay for our horses. And then we've got to pay for the riding instructor on top. So sponsorship is actually quite a good way to be able to pay for some of the fees of entering competitions. But how do we go about it? That's the hardest thing. Where do we start? It's really tricky because it's such a busy market. And the I think the thing is, I, I mean, I, in my issues, I get a lot of people contact my clients through Facebook, which drives me demented, but that's another subject, um, <laughs> and emails asking for sponsorship. And I mean, some people can get contacted numerous times a day and trying to sort of work out actually who's a, who is an interesting prospect who could actually do something for your brand versus who just wants some free stuff is not always that easy. I mean, you, you'll get some people contact you who go out to a show once a year and feel you should open up the doors to the warehouse. Mm. so it's really it's really difficult because a lot of people are after the same thing um so it's not it's not easy and another thing as well is a lot of companies especially to start with will sponsor with product rather than money and it's i think it's important to to probably you know sort of manage your expectations and think that at least initially that's the way it will be going because 
it, it's easier for a company to do that. Although obviously product still does have a value and it, it, you, know, you need to be respectful of that as well. I guess we kind of need a plan, don't we? So if we're a rider thinking, um, you know, I, I need to make, I need to move forward. Sponsorship for me would be a really good idea. I think there are benefits for both the rider and the brand. Um, yeah. But it's almost like we need a checklist that as a rider, what do we need to make us more suitable for brands and more um, so that they want us? Completely. First of all, you need to get your own sort of stuff in order. So you need to get a website. It doesn't have to be expensive, can just be a WordPress job. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to spend thousands of pounds on any of these things, actually. You need a website, which is good. You need to have, you know, nicely written copy that is up to date. You're putting the effort in, you're promoting yourself, okay? Mm. Promoting yourself is, again, we see promoting ourselves as we just stick a load of photos of ourselves on Facebook. But actually, it's key, isn't it, to every time you put something out into the public domain... Yeah. We need to we need to say that's basically standing on a stage and saying that's me. So you really mm. need to think about what you're putting out on Facebook and Twitter and social media, not half naked photos of you with God your no. things hanging out. You know, it's it's if you want to be seen as a professional, then mm. you need to come across as a professional because that's what's going to attract brands and brands will drop you if you're not behaving in a professional way. Absolutely. Because as you say, it's not just your website is obviously key, but your social media platforms are as important. And if your business page, you're always really professional and you're always dressed beautifully and the horse is always dressed beautifully on your personal page, you've always got, you know, you're usually drunk and vomiting it, you know, on a pavement that you're not going to be very interesting to any brand. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the brand is going, you know, you're trying to align yourself with the brand. And not, I, I don't know that many people that would want to be aligned with that. They, they need a slap in the face if they would, if they think that's a prospect. And, and to be fair, if the rider who wants to be sponsored doesn't see that as not appropriate behavior to be sharing, that, that would concern me as well. You know, if, if they're not promoting their own brand well, what mm. chance does your brand stand? So a lot of this is an experience and is learning. And that's what that's what we're about today is giving you the help and advice to be able to put your brand together. As a rider, you're a brand. Your horses yes. are a brand. Your your um, livery yard where you're keeping your horses, everything that you put out into the public domain is, is will become your brand. And I guess yep. that's what you were then approaching the, the retailers or the, the person that you want to sponsor is this is my brand and I'd love for you to be part of that. So so going back to the checklist then yep. is getting everything in order yourself. So you get a website and on the website when you talk about copy, are you talking about product description, experience? Um, all of the above really you want to ha- you want to give people something that they can learn about you and buy into you so if you have an interesting story put that on if you don't you know that's fine too if your parents have been horsey forever and you live on a lovely big farm and ho- you know you've always had horses that doesn't mean you're any less interesting if you are determined you know you work you get the results you've got to have you know you need your sort of about us so what what are you why are you interesting you need the results and you need to keep these updated because it's fine saying that you won a three star in 2010. But if you've done nothing since, it's, again, if you if you are, if a brand is vaguely interested in you, they go and look at your website and it hasn't been updated for five years, you're not, you suddenly become a lot less interesting. Oh, really? I, I think so, yes. Because if you're, you know, if you're trying to promote that person and they can't be bothered to update their own website... I mean, there, you know, it doesn't have to be huge reams of copy every day, but you've just got to keep that 
you've got to keep it going. I mean, a lot of people also have um, profiles on their horses, which I really like. Sponsors and supporters, a lot of people have contacts. Loads, loads of nice pictures as well of the horses and of you in action. Because, again, especially nowadays when a lot of stuff happens on social media, if, you, if you've got rubbish pictures, you, again, you're, I think you're less interesting as a prospect because I, you know, a number of people I work with do Instagram takeovers or you know, various social media takeovers when they're going to interesting places. Um, and if they can't take, I'm not saying it needs to be, you know, a professional quality picture, but, you know, just something that's not, you know, that's in focus. Yeah, no, a nice photo. But on top of that, it shows how well you care for your horses because a brand is not going to want to be associated with somebody that treats their horses badly or, you know, doesn't want to look after them. Because that might not agree with their brand ethos either and what they believe in as a brand. So showing through photos that not only are you you competing, but your horses are loved, cared for. The more photos, I always think the better. And on top of that, the brand will want photos of you with your horse wearing their products. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't take a picture or you don't, you know, again, it just you just think... So they've got to not not learn, but embrace a whole new skill for me to get what I want out of them. Mm. And that what, again, that's a big stretch. What else? What what else should be on the checklist? Um, I think you need to have a genuine affinity with the brands you're looking to work with, because again, in my, I, I admin quite a number of different Facebook pages, and I have had occasions when three, four, five, six of them have been targeted by the same person, which was just spectacular because they they don't use all those products. They're just after free stuff. And if you are investing in that person that and that brand um, and they say, you know, say you do uh, horse boots and every picture they're in a different brand of horse boot, why on earth would you want to work with them when they clearly they're spending their money with someone else they believe in their product more than yours so you need to make sure you have an affinity with the brands that you're going after it's really important and I think also using your social media before you approach these brands and capturing the products that you use that you want to work with is a really positive thing I mean it's how one of my clients work picks their brand ambassadors we we work out we actually look at who's promoting us Mm. off their own back because if they're doing that already, there's a much greater chance they're going to do it when they're, you know, getting the odd free thing. Yeah. Because they've, they're already invested in your brand. They're already cheerleading for you. So we want to support them. We don't want to support people who have never seen the brand or used the product before. So you need to make sure that the products that you're going after, the brands you want to work with, you have a genuine interest in them. You know how the products work. You know why you use them. Because again, you should already be sort of cheerleading for the people you want to work with. And if you believe in the, that, genuinely believe in that product, then one, you're going to market it better for the brand. Yeah. Um, but also, it would be nicer for you because you, as a rider, are getting something back for investing in that brand. Completely. And everybody wins then as well because you, you really believe in the product. So once you've got your all your... Eggs, eggs in a line, ducks in a row. Yeah, that's it. Eggs <laughs> in a basket, ducks in a row, fish in a kettle, whatever. <laughs> Once you've got everything sorted, you're going out competing every weekend. How, how often would a brand expect you to be competing? Again, I think it massively depends. It doesn't have to be every weekend, but you need to be out enough that people are going to know, know who you are. You know, Historically, I have taken my horse eventing. I'm not good, and I haven't gone for years. So I, I'm not a very good sponsorship prospect. But some people 
even if they've done less than I have, seem to think that they are. You know, you need to be sort of realistic. You don't have to go out every single day, every single weekend, but you need to go out enough and you need to be out in the equestrian population. So it doesn't always have to be competing. It can be, do you instruct? Do you coach? Do you, what other things do you do that get you out there? Speaking and seeing people. Because again, if, if you're saying, oh, well, I'll wear your jacket and I'll wear your saddlecloth, right? That's lovely. But it's not if you never leave the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think we forget, it's very, very easy to forget that a free product for us, say a free pair of boots, yeah. um, is not free for the brand. They've had no. to pay for, they've had to pay staff, they've had to pay for the product to be made, they've had to pay for it to be shipped to you. So let's say the product costs £50. They're yeah. technically paying you as a rider £50. Mm-hmm. So you, I guess we need to think of it as, as cash as well, as money. You know, that's yeah. what the brand is investing in us. So what are you going to do for that £50? Yes, completely. Because also, it's not just that they could sell that product for £50, but they could get coverage in a magazine. They could get coverage on a website. They could work with uh, you know, someone like yourself and, and you know, have that product given away. So it's not, it's not just actually the value of the product. It, it's if it's not going to you, what, what actually else could it do? So it really, it really should be seen as, as money and a proper investment in you. You might not think of it in the same way because it's not £50 cash in your hand. But it's got a value. And I think if any if any company is willing to give you things for free, they should be taken really seriously and treated with that respect. And you've got to think about, it's not how you can repay them to the value of £50, but it's, it's what are you going to bring to their party? How are you going to add to their marketing? How are you going to help them spread the message about their brand? It's interesting because it sounds quite scary. Like we're never going to get any sponsorship if we don't have all this sorted. And and actually, you know, they're going to be wanting our blood and wanting so much for us. But it's not the case, is it? It's just it's just being able to work well with each other so that both parties win. And once you've got a really good relationship with the brand, it's just about being you, isn't it? As a rider, being you, being getting out there, seeing people, riding in places, looking after your horse, being an all-round nice person, I think. Yeah. You've got more chance of, of working with alongside a brand. Massively. And some of the riders I work with are more amateur. Some are more professional. And in my, in my eyes, if I'm assessing somebody, I do look at their results, because, um, but not, not whether they're competing at badminton necessarily, although that's lovely, but, you know, are they going out? Are they achieving? Are they, you know, are, are they progressing with their own, you know, what they're doing? Mm. And also, are they active on social media? Are they getting nice interactions? Or are they, you know, highly opinionated and just rub people up the wrong way all the time? Um, you know, are, are they active on Facebook? Do they post some nice pictures on Instagram? Do they do some little video, you know, some little videos about the stuff they use? So you don't have to you know, we, I know from my point of view, I, I don't want anyone's blood. I just want them to be sort of on my team and yeah. pulling towards the goal that I'm you know, pushing towards the goal I'm pushing for, which is to get the brand out there further. So, you know, I, we're not, you know, not after anyone's anyone's blood at all, but I want people to come to me and say, well, actually, I could do this. If you, you know, w- would you be interested if I did this for your brand? Or I could have a yard day or I could invite some people over you know, as the competition winner or I could do an article for you or I could... You know, it's just stuff that it's all stuff that these riders have got at their disposal as well. They just need to really think about sort of tapping into it and how they can utilize a lot of the stuff they're doing already. 
but they're that's just the not key that is the yeah. key because we feel like we're so time limited riders don't have time they're mucking out in the morning plus if they've got a full-time job they're trying to work then they're at competitions but it's it's showing or, or taking on board that marketing yourself on social media taking photos taking videos mm-hmm. in the right way should be scheduled into your time because that will help you gain sponsorship in the future but it can be basic things like when you're at the yard and you're feeding the ponies it's you know bobbin's having a lovely time with his new feed today yeah or have you seen his new rug you know it looks gorgeous or i love my horses so much they are cozy ready for the winter in their new rug it's things like that that you really should be scheduling into your time yeah and just it's just sort of thinking about things differently a bit and as you say, it's, it's not, you know, you don't have to organise a photo shoot and get the horse to stand in there and, you know, mow the field, top the field. As you say, it is the horse enjoying its feed or it's, you know, there was a lovely picture I saw uh, the other day of just someone giving their horse a kiss Aww. and it was just really sweet. And again, that's not something that's, it's not time consuming to do that if you know your horse will do that or just taking a picture of his rug or taking a picture of him rolling or it's just it, you just need to sort of retune your mind a bit because you see these opportunities every day but it gets people that behind the scenes look and that sort of closeness that people want i think social media particularly nowadays people want that behind the scenes and they want to know what you're doing you know the lovely product pictures that you pay a, a photographer to do which are completely beautiful are lovely and they do also work on social media and what really works is when you have a lo- you have a rug that's covered in mud and your horse has come in and they're just brown <laughs> because people like that kind of thing because they go oh, yeah that happened to me mm. you know I've had to hose horses down before but you all relate to it it's that sort of relatable real life stuff mm. what about the amount of followers that you have and does that make a difference yes and no um it obviously if someone's approaching you and they say they've got a really good twitter following and they've got one person that follows them that's not particularly interesting and that, that would annoy me because they sort of missold it but if you've got say a thousand followers but actually your interaction is amazing and they all you know you're always answering people's questions and they're pinging you questions that's more interesting than someone that's got ten thousand and they never interact with any of them and they're the same with facebook as well really you can have you know 500 people that like your page but every time you post something they are on it they're asking you questions that's that's more interesting potentially than someone that's got 10,000 and they only ever post really boring posts that no one even bothers to like. It seems that more of this getting sponsorship is about how you promote yourself rather than the riding. Um, Obviously, if you fall off every time you go out, it's not good because you, you want, you know, you want people to, again, because that's more sort of your how your brand's aligned with the companies, isn't it? If you're trying to again let's use the example of horse boots if you say you're an inventor and you want and your horse wears these amazing boots but then the damn thing falls over every time you go out it's not very good it doesn't look particularly good Mm. the brand but equally these things happen ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, it's, again, it's you've got to be riding at a good a good level, whatever level you're at, and be a sort of a tidy rider, I think. Again, because if you're looking at, if you're trying to promote a brand of riding wear or horse, you know, horse apparel, you want to have that overall look, don't you? Yes, yeah. And um, so it's not, like you said earlier, it's not just for professional riders, it's for amateur no. riders as well. Um, yeah. Say you're going to, you, you've qualified for your local championships, and it might be the first time that you've been at an event like that, first time you've been riding. I, I'm guessing you should probably get a few championships under your belt before you start to approach people for sponsorship. In a perfect world, yes, I, I, I think so. But equally, if you're going to like a local, you're a local championships and you're really well known locally, approaching a smaller local company like your local feed store or something like that that you go to a lot could could actually generate results for you. But probably from the, the mo- more of the companies I deal with are big you know, national companies. They might not see you as, as interesting. But locally, if you're really well known, you know, in a perfect world, yes, you would get a few more those sort of competitions under your belt. But if you actually have got quite a good competition record anyway and people locally know you, that might be a, a really nice way to start. And also don't be disheartened if you no. know, companies say no. I spoke to a... a- hugely famous rider at the weekend who's looking for sponsorship and you know he's competing at the highest level and still you know he's had a couple of knockbacks because the discipline that he's in isn't necessarily the discipline that the brands are looking for so it doesn't mean that you're a bad rider and you're an awful person it just means that the brand might not be looking for that type of discipline or that type of rider at that point Absolutely. Don't be disheartened because you will get a lot of knockbacks because there's so many people after what you want. And just, you know, if if a brand sponsored every person that got in touch with them, they wouldn't have a business. So, you know, it doesn't mean that they don't like you. It doesn't mean that they don't want to work with you in the future. It just might be that now's not the right time. So definitely don't be disheartened. It might give you a good chance to tune up what you do. Uh, you know, ask them for feedback if they're saying or not on this occasion. You can always say, "Oh, okay. Um, is, is there anything that would make it more interesting?" Or you know, they don't. They might not reply if they're super busy. But you can always ask. You know, and also personalising that initial contact, I think, is going to also increase your chances. But definitely, don't be disheartened if it doesn't work out because it won't work out with everyone, and you don't want it to work out with everybody. If you've got fifty sponsors. You can't deliver to all 50 sponsors. You would be just all day running around like a mad person taking pictures of every blade of grass that moved. It's better to work harder for, a, in my view, for a, a smaller number. And also that gives you a really good platform on which to build. You know, yes. if you've got one person that you work really well for, when you approach someone else, you can give them as a reference if they're happy. Hmm. So, yeah, don't be disheartened at all. It, it, it is hard. It's a really competitive market. But, you know, you've just got to keep on. <laughs> 
Should we just summarise then, just briefly, what the riders really should be on their major their major list? Yeah. Okay. So you need to get yourself a website, even if it's just a basic one. You need to get your social media platforms up and just really think about what you're posting on both, you know, actually what you put on your website and what you post on your social media platforms and how that could reflect. You need to think about who you possibly want to work with and ideally start sort of cheerleading for them before you even approach them. Because, again, it's a nice thing to put in an email, isn't it? <laughs> um, you just really think about your offering and what you can offer the, the person you are approaching rather than what you want from them. And, you know, putting a logo on a side of a, a lorry or a trailer, it might be a nice thing to add. But a lot of the emails I've had, that seems to be the foundation of it all. So, you know, think about your offering and, and work on your own promotion before you start speaking to other people and telling them how what a brilliant job you're going to do for them. Because if you don't promote yourself, it, it's more difficult for them to see how you can promote them. You need to be obvious because, you know, that these people have been approached by so many others. Mm. they don't have time for the sort of mystery behind it or the hidden <laughs> meaning yeah we just we just need to get we want to work with the right people to be honest so making yourself as right as you can be is the way to go about it let's flip it then say you're a small business that's you know decided okay. that you'd like to sponsor somebody and you're ready to make that investment into somebody what should sure. they be looking for well I guess they should be looking for everybody that's just gone through your checklist um, yeah, yeah. But how do they go about finding an ambassador or someone to sponsor? Well, I think you can actually sort of flip this a little bit again and make it more of a PR opportunity um, you know, and, and a way to get yourself out there to more people by inviting people. Say you've got, you know, you're looking for a brand ambassador, you know, get get your it on your website, get tweeting about it, put it on Facebook, you know, get it on Instagram, do a video about it, get them to approach you. Because also if they're, if, Again, because if they're making that effort to get to you, the chances are they're going to be more likely to send you the information you need. Yes. You know, really look at, at who is approaching you. Let's say you've done this, so you've launched it as a little competition and you're you know, looking for a brand ambassador or a sponsored rider. Um, look at what they're sending you and also look beyond that. So look at their personal pace, Facebook page as well as their business one and see what other stuff is going on about them. You know, Google is brilliant. I mean, I think it's a lot of people's worst enemy, but Google's brilliant because <laughs> you can find out so much in sort of five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then make sure they really get the product, you know, really drill them about it. Do they use your product? What, what, why, do they, why do they want to work with you? What are they going to do? What are they going to bring to the party? How are they going to promote you? Don't give them the ideas to start with. And that sounds really harsh because I know riders <laughs> listening to this as well. But again, you know, sometimes people like brands I've worked with and the riders come up with brilliant things. And, you know, one of them actually, for one of the clients I work with, texted me on, um, I think it was Saturday, and said, oh, I'm going to X. Do you want me to um, do a, an Instagram takeover? I went, yes. Amazing. I didn't realise it was today. And that's brilliant. That, to me, that just makes my day. I mean, I, I actually text the MD after that and just went, I love her, I love her. Um, <laughs> because actually from my point of view... They're giving you ideas, aren't they? They're coming yeah. up with... They're being creative. Absolutely, and they're telling me when they're doing things as well. Because I don't know everyone's exact movements. I haven't... I, I, God, I, that would be really... My brain would explode. Um, <laughs> but they're going, actually, I'm doing this. Do you want me to, you know, do you want me to work, make this work for you a bit? And I'm going, mm. Yes. And actually, it's no more effort for them because they're already at the place. They're happy because they're, you know, the, the person that's working with them is happy. Everybody yeah. wins. And it's yeah. because they've come to me. 
So and that, after, that's interesting though to not be afraid to go to the brand you know when you've got that that when you've got that working relationship a brand and a rider and you, you're saying right we're going to work together keeping that mm. communication open don't be afraid to approach each other the brand shouldn't be afraid or the, the retailer shouldn't be afraid to say hey Susan if you're heading anywhere can you come up with something you know are you can yep. take a picture a few pictures of you jumping can we have some of those or yep. can you take a little video can we have some of those and the rider should feel you know it should be open communication definitely completely completely but I think but it could be because of obviously the way I approach it and who I work with that the the rider should be putting in more effort than the brand because that's how you sort of build these things up and you want to know that they're they're thinking about stuff and I think that can give the brand more confidence then as well mm. if you've got someone going actually I'm, I'm going to this amazing show do you want me to take some pictures for you and you think brilliant brilliant and then the brand can say actually if you go to any more like that you did such a corking job I'd really love you to do that again. So you're completely right. It is a two-way thing. But equally, I don't feel that the brand should be chasing the rider. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes, I, that, yeah. But completely, it should definitely be a two-way thing. Everybody should win from this partnership, actually. And I think as much as you're, you know, if you're a rider, you're promoting the company. The company should also, you know, pop you on their website, tweet about your successes, you know, share your Facebook posts because you want to get that benefit from them as well. Yes. So again, everybody wins. They benefit from your association and you benefit from theirs. And like I said before, though, when you're talking about that the rider should should offer more, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's, if you're a new rider or a, you're, you're having a, you've got a new deal or a new partnership with a sponsor that you haven't had before, it can be quite intimidating. It can be nerve-wracking, you know, phoning them because you don't want to bother them. <laughs> you know they're so busy so maybe it's just don't worry so much just pick up the phone or send an email and just you know say I am going to this show it's okay to do that oh god yeah that makes my year honestly I get an email (laughs) like that and I think thank god someone has said because again I you know when I hear about something two weeks after that someone's been to a show and done well I think well that's brilliant but I can't do anything with that now Mm. if I'd have known at the time I could have done something with it or thought about it and gone well actually could you do a little video of the show could you you know what could you do no, definitely. Or you can always send an email um, because, you know, I, I send emails at stupid o'clock when I have an idea. Um, <laughs> you know, something like that. Or pick up the phone, absolutely. I mean, I'm much better on email because I've got it all written down there. Mm. But, God, no, don't be afraid to – if the PR or marketing person is worth their salt who's dealing with you, they will be thrilled that you have sent them an idea of how they can work with you. So the other option is if you, um, you know, we all forget things sometimes and I might oh, forget yeah. to email you on a Friday and say I'm going to a competition on Saturday, but that's okay because I can take videos anyway while I'm there and take yep. photos and then I can send them to you on Sunday and say, look, yep. this happened yesterday. It was really, it was really cool. We came third, but you know, <laughs> here's a photo. This is what's been going on and you can still use that. Can you, Ria? Yeah, absolutely. It's just when, if, if, you know, you've been to a competition at the weekend and I get the stuff Monday, that's absolutely fine. That's news. It's when it's three weeks later and it's been on every platform ever. It, it's not as interesting, but it, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be that second current, but, you know, a few days is absolutely fine. Thank you so much. I think we could, well, you might be getting a lot of emails now for sponsorship. <laughs> that's fine. Bring it on. I, I love it because I do. The thing is, there are some absolute gems out there and I've been really lucky that I work with quite a few, but God, it's taken some doing because you, 
again, the other thing is, if a brand works with someone who isn't really helping and just taking, taking, taking all the time, it does burn them a bit. And then they are, you know, less mm. willing to work with other people in case the same thing happens again. So I think yeah. it's all of our responsibilities to try and be the best we can and definitely prom- under-promise and over-deliver. There we go. I was going to say the other way around and that really doesn't work. But don't tell people <laughs> that you're going to do all these amazing things when you just can't do any of them. It's better to say you'll do a couple of things that are really good and actually do them really, really well and do another thing mm-hmm. because you're just letting people down. Otherwise, you've got to manage their expectations as well. It takes the pressure off you. How, how long are these contracts? Do they normally last? Is it three months, six months, a year? It depend. It, it can depend. I mean, some people is more like a rolling one. Some people's are assessed every year. Some people's are assessed at the end of a season. I think you really need to let someone, you need to invest in them for a little bit. You need to see them over a year, I think, because different sports have different seasons. And it's not actually just the competition that's interesting, the competition bit of the season that's interesting. It's all the prep. It's all the training. It's, you know, I, I think you need to be looking really to work with someone for at least a year to get a real feel for what they're doing. Because if you only do it for a few months in the middle of competition season, the chances are they should be providing you with a hell of a lot then. But I think it really tests people a bit more in the winter when they don't you know they're not going to shows but actually they could be doing loads of training work with their young horses or you know there's loads of different elements they can bring to it so I definitely let it run for a little bit definitely you know in in my eyes you should be looking at at least a year to get a good view of what's going on and it's fair for both parties I guess to have a written contract or something written down just so that you know what each each other are expecting of each other so how many products you're expecting to receive as a rider and what you should be doing at the very least in return for that I think ideally yes you want something in writing because then they know what to expect from you and you know what to expect from them and there's no ambiguity that's not well I spoke to such and such in an event and they said it's well actually mm-hmm. in this email it says that I'm expecting this 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 and this from you and you're, you're going to get this, this, this and this. So, yeah, you definitely want something. And I you know. love what you said earlier, under promise, over deliver. Amazing. Yeah, I feel that might be something Richard Branson said. Um, <laughs> oh, well, then I'm definitely going to take it on board. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it's definitely a, a, a phrase to take on board. I don't feel I can take credit for it unless, of course, it turns out I am the only one that's ever said that. But I'm too sure that's not the case. <laughs> so, you know, I'll have that. Um, but oh. I don't think I am. <laughs> but that's definitely the way to go. How, um, how can we contact you, Ria, if we're looking for advice or would like a little bit of help? Well, uh, email's good, which is Ria, spelled R-H-E-A, at riafreemanpr.co.uk or my Facebook page. I uh, obviously take all my messages there, and that's Ria Freeman PR. Mm-hmm. And Twitter, I'm at Ria Freeman. Really imaginative uh, um, <laughs> handle. <No. laughs> it says what it does in the tin. It's perfect. It does. And I am that tin. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your help on sponsorship. No problem at all. And no doubt we'll do quite a few of these little advice episodes because I think they're really interesting. That'd be fab. I I like like having a good old chat. (laughs) I'm willing. (laughs) Well, we'll speak to you very soon. Thanks, Ria. Thank you you very much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you head to our website, horsehour.co.uk, there's previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast, including Dressage Anywhere. Ruth Chappell, who's the founder, explains all about her online competition series. 
where you can enter dressage competitions from the safety of your own home. So if you're like me, not quite ready to go out to competitions yet, maybe your horse is a little bit young, but you'd like to practice, then you can enter competitions via video and you can win money and prizes. I also spoke to Caroline Ward from Riding for the Disabled Association who explained all about the RDA, how they help, how they support riders and how they support families as well. And then some of our really early, early podcasts are on the website too, including Matt, the bit expert, who explained about different types of bits and how the breed of your horse can really make a difference to what size and what type of bit they have. It's not just about what you're doing with them, what discipline you're doing or the strength or power of your horse, but it also depends on what breed they are. Some of the early podcasts include Jason Webb, who explained about starting horses, horse behaviour and nutrition as well. And then what is rife now and and still very much in our minds is the horse killer seed, atypical myopathy. There is an episode on that seed that is out at the moment because it's November and it's one that does affect us and we do really need to keep an eye out for. So have a little listen to those early episodes of the Horse Hour podcast. As always, please share your stories with us because we love to hear your journeys and what you're up to with your horse. Just use hashtag Horse Hour on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. And uh, I hope you have a really good week and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.